Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us for our Beef Brunch news update for Tuesday, October 17th. Uh, We're going to go ahead and let Vince kick it off with his update for Central and South Louisiana. Well, as always, thank you all for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure, uh, but, you know, it's it's. You know, it's a, it sounds like a broken record, but uh, it, what I'm going to go into, but you know, we're 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 awfully dry here in, in central and south Louisiana. Uh, I got friends along the coast that run cattle in the marsh. Talked to a couple of them over the weekend, and I mean, they have there is no water in coastal Louisiana right now to speak of. Uh, so, with that being said, it gives them an opportunity to uh, run cattle down in the marsh and. And probably get some pretty decent grazing out of that and save on some hay up above the intercoastal where, where some of them, you know, traditionally run their cattle and ryegrass and hay as, as a source of, you know, forage and uh, food sources. So uh, with that being said, there there is, a I, I guess, a, line, a silver lining to all of this drought. But uh, here in the central part of the state, uh, Lee and I were talking before we got started with the recording process. Uh, you know, they were in the, the low 40s this morning. Uh, where we were at, at 47, 40, 46, 47 degrees this morning, just about 50 to 60 miles north of Lafayette. Um, you know, we're, we're not far far off from a frost, you know, uh, when these temperatures start uh, getting down to where they're at. So um, it just adds insult to injury. Uh, we, we virtually had no rains uh, still to this date, you know, from all this, you know, these weak, uh, you know, bi-monthly uh, programs we've been recording, uh, you know, since June, probably no significant rainfall. Uh, so it's powder house dry right now. As cattle move, they, they trailing dust up like you see out west somewhere. So it's it's remarkably scary at this point uh, in the fall uh, that we've had no rainfall that, you know, to, to uh, replenish our soil marsh, so to speak. We've got a lot of ryegrass planted in, in south and central Louisiana. Um, you know, but skepticism is, will it come up and will it survive? Uh, you know, we get a, a, a cold event, early cold event like we did last year. Uh, a lot of us got it planted. We got some rains, got it up. Uh, December the 5th, we had a killing freeze. So uh, here we are about um, uh, roughly less than 60 days away from that point. Uh, so it's, it's very, very concerning uh, with, you know, cost of seed and, and fertilizer uh, with, with no with no no kind of guarantees or certainly no kind of uh, change in sight. However, next the end of next week, I think on the 26th, 27th, 28th through the 30th, uh, they're given four days of chances of rain. So uh, hopefully that comes to intuition and and we we can get some of that rainfall in place. But it is extremely dry in in our area. Um, people are still looking for hay. Uh, we've we've heeded the warnings. We've we've put the warning out there probably since midsummer. Uh, and people are still looking for hay. Uh, I think at the Iberia Research Station this, this Saturday coming is their field day. Uh, they do in a little. Um, they did a little research on some hay uh, substitutes as some of the corn stalks that have been heard of that have been rolled, uh, even some soybeans. Uh, so all of those those odd or untraditional uh, hays or forages or feedstuffs uh, uh, have been tested, and, and they're going to have a little demonstration or a, uh, a presentation, should I say, on on all these different uh, nutritive values and uh, cautions and, and things to watch out for as 
as we move into our winter feeding period. Uh, so the big scare is, is the, the drought conditions we had, I think, two-tenths of an inch uh, with this front coming through last week. Uh, then this dry front came through on, on between Friday and again yesterday. We had another front come through uh, a week ago. Uh, two weeks ago, we had three quarters of an inch, but I mean, that didn't even do anything to uh, subsidize the drought because it's just so dry. Just you, you didn't notice it six hours after the rain event happened. So um, with that being said, there's still a considerable number of cattle making their way to the sale barns here locally. Uh, you know, in the Opelousas, you know, over to Kinder, uh, they're still seeing some significant numbers of, of grown cattle going through the barn. Uh, I pro we've probably seen the midst of the, the spring calf run uh, probably have gone through the barns or through their marketing sources at this point in time. Uh, but you know, the indications are we've had tremendously lighter uh, weaning weights. Uh, and that's you know just a known fact. And uh, cows didn't produce the milk like they should have through the the grazing season, you know, spring and summer, um, you know, people had to try to supplement and even where they could. We have a lot of rice acreage in this area. A lot of people uh, rotate cattle still with rice ground. Uh, they have the option to, to irrigate some of that. And some of that did happen. But that comes at a four dollar per gallon diesel bill. So uh, it's just insult to injury again as far as escalated uh, cost of, of doing business in the livestock sector. So. Um, we definitely need a change in weather. And, and I think, you know, that the consensus is that we'll see more cattle going to the sale barn. Um, folks that have marginal amounts of hay, uh, we see a lot of liquid feed being put in tanks, a lot of tubs going out right now to supplement ahead of the, the, the change in season. Uh, but the consensus is, I think we'll see a lot more cattle being sold if this weather pattern doesn't change here in the next six weeks. Uh, cause some of the, the, the quality of hay that we have or, or feedstuffs that we have uh, is, is very marginal. Uh, we've got some reports back on this uh, enormous, enormous amount of rice straw that was baled. Um, some, some better than we anticipated, some in the mid fours, up to five in some cases. Uh, the majority is in, in the two and three percent pro, uh, crude protein range with about a mid 40s uh, to near 50 TDN. Uh, so my advice to Anyone using rice straw as, as a supplement or a, a, a forage source, um, you know, you know, plan to use some type of supplement uh, high in protein and high in fat uh, to, to maintain that body score condition. Because uh, as these cows start calving and if they don't have these needs in front of them, uh, we're going to we're going to see some body condition scores go down rapidly. So um, it's time to start supplementing as body condition scores are starting to show uh we're starting to drop some some weight and, and some conditioning off. Um, cows that are heavy bred, uh, not so much, but young cattle, maybe heifers, replacement heifers, need that extra special attention. So make sure that they have what they need in front of them. Um, Ashley, that's about all I have. Uh, again, it's going to be bull buying time. You know, there's a lot of lot of stocker cow sales coming up, bull sales coming up through the fall and winter. Um, you know, our cattle genetics have have improved greatly in the last. 20 to 30 years. Uh, so with, with the lack of forages or the, or the minimal amount of, of forages and uh, stockpile hay and forage at this time, um, it's going to be an escalated feed cost uh, involved in maintaining these cattle. And if you're buying you know, some of these higher-ended bulls, uh, you can expect to pay more money as the market is still pretty lucrative on, on good calves. Good bulls make good calves. So 
uh, make sure your cow's got the nutritional needs and those those replacement bulls that you might be bringing in, you may need to pay special attention to those guys. So um, horn fly populations are still high. Uh, it's droughty conditions always brings that about. So um, hopefully we see a change in the weather and we, we continue with some moderately cool weather, but you know, some, some rainfall could definitely uh, uh, curtail the, the, the droughty conditions that we've suffered all, all summer and moving into the fall and winter period. So it's about all I have for the day. Thank you, sir. Um, I should have said this, I guess, when we initially got started. Um, we're all on the road today and in between meetings and everything else. And so um, apologize again. We don't have a video up for y'all, um, just our voices today. But we do appreciate y'all understanding that and being patient with us as we um, navigate our schedules to be able to get these out to y'all every other week. Lee, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for our North Louisiana update. Thank you, Ashley. Glad to be with you all here today. Um, ditto and echo what a lot of Vince said about, about uh, conditions in northwest Louisiana, north central, and maybe extending on into northeast Louisiana. It's been a cold one, folks. Uh, we, uh, we were grateful to have a break from those record high temperatures. We would hope that it would, uh, the rain would accompany these ensuing kind of fall and winter cold fronts that are starting to roll in our area, but it hadn't really materialized like that. Um, the last time we visited, I think a couple of days afterwards, we did receive some some pretty widespread rainfall. Amounts were wide and varied, but most everybody got something. But as Vince was talking about, it, it wasn't enough folks to really do a ton of long-term good. In fact, and hear me out on this one when, when I make this statement, it may have hurt us just a little bit. The reason I say that is we had a lot of producers that were, were getting out there and starting to get some um, some winter forage drilled and some uh, some ryegrass planted, uh, some clovers and um, and of course the large cereal grains in the ground. And that rain uh, spurred on germination and brought those uh, seedlings up. And now here we are right back to those uh, ultra dry conditions. Um, yeah, it, it was around 41 degrees here uh, in in Northwest Louisiana this morning, depending on location. Uh, the wind has been pretty ferocious the last couple of days. Uh, so it's, it's actually felt a little cooler than what it, what it actually is. Uh, we're, we're a couple of degrees off frost, so we avoided it. And if, if my uh, understanding of the weather forecast is accurate, I believe we're going to avoid a frost for the next week, week and a half or so. But it's getting that time of year for us up here in uh, far northern regions of the of the state to start dealing with some frost and everything. I believe in the particular area where I'm at, the average first frost date is. Uh, somewhere around October the 15th. So we're not far off from it historically. Uh, we're, we're used to dry conditions during this time period, uh, during fall, late summer and early fall. What, what makes it, what sets this time period apart is how dry it's been for so long. And of course, those record temperatures just exacerbated the drought conditions um, and so on and so forth. So um, as far as pasture conditions go, they're just abysmal, folks. I mean, we, we continue to see some green 
green tint to our summer annuals, but you're not seeing any growth. And you're seeing some folks that are scrapping together kind of a last ditch cutting of hay. Vince and I were talking before we hit record on this thing that the yields are just abysmal and I think that can go statewide. But a lot of folks were just holding out hope and holding out hope that they would get a, a, a saving rain, so to speak, and and some good growing conditions to make an excellent third cutting. And it's just materialized. You know, it hasn't materialized as of today. We continue to see a lot of cattle moving um, out, out of the country, so to speak. But it, it's maybe some signs of moderation up our way as far as these large runs. And I think that's just a product of how many cattle have been marketed over the last two, three months. Um, I'm not going to say that we run out of cattle because we, we never run out of cattle. It doesn't matter how good the price is or, or how low the prices are or, or what you think the supply of cattle is. It seems like folks always come up with some cattle and, and are able to patch together uh, pretty decent sales at, from time to time. But um, I do think that the uh, increase in cattle marketing that we've been talking about on these news updates since June essentially has uh, has re- is really starting to bite, and and you're starting to see fewer and fewer of those calves come to market uh, um, in in the last week or two, and we'll see what the future holds with that. Uh, with that being said, I'll jump directly into the into the market report for this week. Got medium confidence in this data. Didn't have uh, had had a couple of barns that usually report that didn't um, didn't have one for whatever reason. But uh, with that being said, we do have have data from from five different barns, so that's, that's medium to high as far as confidence in this data. This is for the week of October the 9th through the 13th. As a reminder, this is self-reported data from generated by the sale barns. We're not there grading these cattle, so uh, your results may vary greatly depending on quality and so on and so forth. So for 500 to 600 pound steers. The average of prices experienced in Louisiana last week was $1.32 to $2.33 per pound, high point being $2.42 per pound. On the five to six weight heifers, $1.33 to $2.21, high point being $2.35. Cull cows, $0.65 cents per pound to $1.16 cents per pound, high point being $1.35. Um, Cull bulls, $0.74 cents a pound to $1.24 per pound, with $1.29 being the high point. Bread cow side of things, we don't report the lows because of the way these reports are generated. There may be some confusion. Some barns report bread cows. Some just report cows by the head. So I just report the top end of those. Average on the top end on bread cattle was $1,612.50. And on pears, the average of the low was $812.50, all the way up to $1,806.25. We do we try to track trends in the market, uh, report to report. So versus this same time period two weeks ago, uh, when we last made a report, the five to six weight steers were one percent lower than last time, uh, 0.2%, 0.28 percent increase in their five to six weight heifers, uh, 1.68% increase in cull cows, 
and a 3.8% decrease in our cold bulls. And folks, just, just a couple of comments related to, as I was putting this report together, the, the, the ranges on these prices were wide and varying. And I think that's a product of the, um, the quality of the cattle. I think that maybe, quite frankly, a couple of these barns were dealing with maybe some large strings of, of poor quality, kind of number two type, planer type cattle that may have drug a couple of their price points down a little bit. Generally speaking, uh, the, there we, several of the livestock barns that I pulled this report from saw some price increases uh, um, week over week as far as on these, on these calves and on the cull animal side of things. Uh, that you notice we did see a decrease on the cold bulls, but think about what's been bringing the highest money. These cold bulls have really been knocking that out of the park, and uh, frankly, they got a little farther to fall, I think, before they get priced right uh, as far as where they need to be. Uh, cold cows did see that increase, so maybe, just maybe, if you listen to these reports uh, with any regularity, you'll have heard us talking about these massive wall of cold cows that have been hitting the market for the last three months and maybe just maybe statewide and nationally we've kind of uh getting to the tail end of that that huge culling uh moving forward there, there's a lot of cat people that are buying cattle right now that are in the market right now on the um on, on uh grazing weight cattle you know 400 500 600 pounds steers and heifers that are trying to put together some loads to go out on ryegrass or further west more wheat-based grazing there's a lot a lot of interest in the market in, in as far as that but folks you just take just a moment and run the break even on your caves uh what some of these wheat grazers and even ryegrass grazers in the state what those how those cattle are going to have to perform and what kind of sales expectations are going to be are going to need to be reached for these folks to even break even. If you run the numbers, is it's a little tight uh, right now, folks, and that may explain some of this pullback on these calf prices uh, just e ever so slightly over the last couple of weeks. But we're we're seeing talking about these grazing weight calves. This is the prime season for respiratory illnesses in in calves. Uh, I know one producer that, re re that refers to this time period as uh, dead calf season. Uh, this, this is a time whenever these big temperature swings, you know, we're talking about 30 degrees in a day and, and these nighttime lows in the 40s and highs in the mid to upper 70s or 80s. This is a uh, prime time, these dusty conditions in, in, in these holding pens and traps and so on and so forth. It, 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 just watch your cattle closely. I've talked to a few folks that are, that are uh, struggling with that and treating, treating as needed. On that, the, the other comment I want to make related to this report, and I've kind of gotten off sidetracked on that comment on illness, but uh, the other comment I would like to make is I've been talking for several of these reports about how undervalued I think some of these replacement type cows, these stocker type cows are, whether they be bred cattle or, or pair cattle. And with this week's report, I think you're starting to see a trend higher on, on, on these replacement quality cattle. You know, we were seeing some, there were two barns that uh, had reported bred cow, cow prices at 1700 per head. Um, and on the high side, on the pairs, you know, $2,275. While I don't track report to report the increases, percent increases or decreases because the quality is 
too varying to really make that a, a accurate uh, data point. I think you can see a trend that these prices are edging upwards a little bit on these replacement cows. And Vince alluded to the fact that, you know, we're we're getting into the season where we start seeing some fall stocker cow sales. And it's going to be interesting to see how those cattle perform at these dedicated special sales, if you will, uh, moving forward. The final thing I'd like to, like to uh, state before I kick it back over to Ashley is uh, we've had several events over the last couple of weeks. Uh, been to several different field days and and um, uh, classes, clinics, you know, so on and so forth. And I've had the opportunity to meet several of you that uh, listen to these reports uh, uh, with varying regularity. And, and I just want to state, I do this every, from time to time. Uh, if you listen to this report regularly, we encourage you to uh, reach out to us sometime. Give us your thoughts, your feedback. Let us know what you like, maybe what you don't like. And it's a number you may not like me, and that's, that's perfectly fine. You can sure report on that if you'd like to. But the main thing is we like to hear from you folks, and we like to hear your feedback, and we value your feedback greatly. And uh, we appreciate you taking time to listen to us. Uh, I enjoyed my segment of these reports. I enjoy the reports as a whole, hearing what Vince has to say and what Ashley uh, has to say as well. Uh, so I get as much out of it as y'all do, but we, if any feedback's appreciated. And with that, I'd say y'all have a good day and uh, pr- continue to pray for rain, folks. Thank you, Lee. Um, and truly, I mean, I guess, again, repetitive on my end, but I've driven through the majority of the state the last couple of weeks. Um, I think southwest Louisiana is really the only area I haven't been in. And um, everything that Vincent Lee have said, I think, touches all all parts of the state. And so I know that we have a, a varying audience that, that does listen to this um, in terms of location and where you're at. And so um, regardless of, of which one of us says it, uh, I think everything that's being said, again, hits hits home for everybody here in Louisiana and even our people that listen to us in East Texas and um, a few in the western side of Mississippi. Um, Regarding events, like Lee said, it's been a busy month and a half. Um, September, October, November get kind of crazy for us. Coming up this weekend um, on Saturday, I believe that's the 21st, uh, we do have two field days and I've mentioned them for y'all before. We have the Acadiana um, field day at the Iberia Research Station in Generet that will kick off in the morning. Um, I believe it's kicking off around 8 o'clock, and um, that will go until lunch. Lunch will be served. Um, The second event that we have that afternoon is a field day in Livingston Parish. Again, I apologize. I pulled over. I'm not technically on the road. (laughs) I did pull over for this event, but I don't have any of that stuff pulled up in front of me. Um, But I will have all of that listed in the video and podcast description when I get this edited and get it up for you. So just take a look in those descriptors and um, you'll be able to find all that information and the appropriate contacts for those events. The last thing uh, I think that I really want to touch on is I want to wish all of our exhibitors that are going to be headed to State Fair good luck. Um, So we'll kick off State Fair next week and um, just want to wish you all all good luck. Wish you safe travels. Um, Stop by. Say hi if you all see us around. Um, and I think, I guess when we record this in a couple of weeks, it'll be smack dab in the middle of state fair. So, uh, we look forward to being able to see all of y'all, um, visit with y'all if y'all are coming up that way. Again, good luck to all those exhibitors. Um, and for everyone else, we will be back with you in just a couple of weeks. <laughs>